Today we encounter a very famous gospel passage, uh, the calling of the apostles, at least of Peter, uh, James, and, and, and John. And yet we, we also know that it's not only in Luke's gospel, it's, at, it's, actual, it's actually also in Matthew and Mark's gospel as well. But it's Luke, we read from today, that gives us a more detailed account. Because at first, in Matthew and Mark's gospel, it doesn't quite make sense that Jesus be walking by a shoreline and say, come and follow me, and they lead everything behind. But in Luke's gospel, we see the full context of why they left everything behind. You see, today's gospel we know happens at the Sea of Galilee. A little confusing at first. It says Lake of Serenet. You're thinking, is that a different lake? No, it's just a different name uh, for the Sea of Galilee. It's kind of like if I say I'm going ice fishing on Black Lake, well, that's still part of Lake Minnetonka. Or if I ask parishioners, where are the walleyes biting? You better tell me more than just Lake Minnetonka. I need to know the bay and the depth and what, you're, what they're biting on as well. So we kind of know that there's, there's greater detail. And that, of course, is what's happening today, was that Jesus was by uh, the town of Gesserin, kind of a bay there on the Sea of Galilee. We hear that he's preaching. And there's great crowds pressing upon him. And at this point... He asked Peter if he can go into his boat and to go out a little bit onto the shore uh, so that people can hear him. If you've ever been to the Sea of Galilee, you kind of know in certain areas, it's almost like a great amphitheater. If you were to look, it's a great hill going down uh, to the sea. And this, of course, would happen here as well. So Jesus is now in, in Peter's boat and he's preaching. And at the end of this, Jesus says something very interesting. Jesus was not a fisherman, by the way, but he tells Peter, let's go fishing. And he tells him, right, go out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Now, Peter is a professional fisherman. Maybe not the best one. He didn't catch anything the night before, right? But this is not uncommon for fishermen. Any fisherman knows that sometimes you get skunked. Sometimes you don't catch uh, that much. And yet here is Jesus, a carpenter, telling a fisherman how to fish. Peter should be offended. It's like one of my, when one of my buddies tells me how to go ice fishing, what to do. I'm thinking, no, I taught you how to <laughs> ice fish, right? But even more so here, for Jesus to tell this to a professional fisherman, his whole livelihood. And not only that, for them to go out in the middle of the day to go fishing, this doesn't happen on the Sea of Galilee. Those fish are going into, into hiding. It's almost impossible to find them during the day. At nighttime, we know they come close to uh, the shore to feed. And yet Peter must be amazed at something that Jesus said in his preaching. Or maybe he thought, well, it didn't work last night. Maybe it could work today. So he says, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But at your command... I will lower the nets. And so sure enough, they go out. They go out into the deep, which puts in a little bit of danger too there as well. They're leaving the shoreline behind. And what happens? We know this story. They caught a great number of fish to the point that their nets 
were in danger of tearing. And not only their nets were in danger of tearing, when they got all the fish up and their partner's boat came as well, the boats almost sank. And so this miraculous thing happens in front not only of Simon Peter, but in front of his partners as well. And you can only imagine, well, we don't have to imagine, we can see what Peter's reaction is. He's heard Jesus preaching. He's seen people listening to him. And now he has seen this miracle in front of him that happens on his boat. And Jesus is with him on his boat. And so what does Peter say? Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He can tell that this is not just a prophet. This is not just a teacher. This person and the boat with him, God truly is inside of him. And we know that Peter is going to identify him later, that you are the Lord and our Savior, the long-awaited one. And even now, he's seeing glimpses of this. He can see that God is present in him. And Peter is scared because... He's a sinful man. We go back to our first reading today real quick. We see the prophet Isaiah as well. When he's with the angels and the cherubims and the seraphims, and all of a sudden he knows he's in the presence of the Lord, what does he say? I have to get out of here. I am a wicked man. I can't be in the presence of God. It's the same thing with Moses in the burning bush. What does he do? He takes off his shoes. He tries to hide from the Lord. What does the Lord do for Isaiah? We know, of course, to put that ember in his mouth to purify him. And then Isaiah says, uh, I will, who is going to serve you? I will do it. I will be your servant. And of course, Peter as well has this reaction of being, yes, a sinful man. But what does Jesus say? Not only to Peter, but his partners as well. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And so sure enough, they brought their boats to shore with the greatest catch that they have ever had. And what do they do? They leave it all behind. And they go and follow Jesus. We too so often maybe can feel like Peter. Maybe not to the same extent, but so often maybe we start to have the Lord, we start to encounter the Lord more and more in our life. We feel him calling us. We feel him inviting us into a deeper relationship with him. And yet we go, Lord, you know I'm a sinful man. You know that I'm a sinful woman. I am not worthy to be part of this relationship. Depart from me. And if the Lord does not want to depart from us, no. The Lord chose to come to call us sinners. Unworthy that we are. Broken that we are. Sinful that we are. And he says, come and follow me. Because it's the Lord who can transform us. And it's the Lord who wants to work through us and actually let us be a complete instrument for him. Of course, we know this is what happens with, with Peter. He is not 
we could say, a man who is full of esteem, he's a fisherman. And fisherman, it's not a bad trade back then, but it's definitely not one of the glorious trades out there. It provides a simple living. They weren't rich. They weren't poor, poor. They made do. And it was the Lord who called him and the other fishermen. Because in doing this, he's saying, I want to work through ordinary means. We ourselves are ordinary means. And God wants to work through us even in our unworthiness, even in our brokenness. Because it's him who can purify us. And this, of course, is what he wants to do. Don't be afraid of God's call for you in your life. Whatever vocation it may be, vocation of married life, the vocation of holy orders, or the vocation of just, most importantly, which we're all called to be, a son or a daughter of God. And when we can let the Lord work through us, unworthy that we are, amazing things will happen. Because we're letting him be the one who transforms us. You know, St. Augustine has a little discourse on, on why did Jesus call Peter? Why did Jesus call a fisherman? At first, once again, it doesn't make sense. You'd think he'd call a Pharisee. You'd think he'd call uh, a temple official. Maybe, you know, he'd call a king. And yet he chooses a simple fisherman. This is what St. Augustine says. Christ says, give me the fisherman. This man without education or experience. This man to whom no senator would deign to speak, not even if he were buying fish. Yes, give me him. Once I have taken possession of him, it will be obvious that it is I who work in him. The senator can always take pride in what he is. So the orator and the emperor, but the fisherman, can glory in nothing except Christ alone. Any of these other men may come and take lessons from me in the importance of humility for salvation, but let the fisherman come first. He is the best person to win over an emperor. Remember this fisherman, then, this holy, just, good, Christ-filled fisherman. In this net, cast throughout the world, he has the task of catching this nation as well as all the others. You see, when Jesus got into Peter's boat, he knew what was going to happen. He knew in Peter he was going to set up this church, that Peter was going to be the first pope, and that his net was going to be cast out throughout all the world. Because he knew that Peter, this simple fisherman, unworthy that he was, would respond to this call of following him. And he knew that Peter would allow himself to be worked through by Christ, that he could be transformed. We too are called to be like Peter. To go to the Lord and say, Lord, I am not worthy. I am sinful. But if you call me to follow you, I will follow you and I will let you transform me because I know in your love, in your grace, and your mercy, you can do with me whatever you will, and I allow it to happen, just like St. Peter did as well.